So welcome to Heartland Audio Notes. This is our pod where we just rough and un- unedited uh, talk about anything community building. Um, it, it could be you uh, as an artist, as a small business owner, as a grassroots movement, trying to achieve community togetherness. And togetherness has many forms. So it's this this pod is about really about a lot of tips and tricks, but also about some philosophical stuff we think will will aid you. And we try to to invite all the interesting people we can in our network um, to just bring out the best conversations we can uh, on how to build community and what community is and what it can be in in society. So just ping us uh, with any question you have, uh, anyone you think should be on, on Heartland Audio Notes, uh, any topic you, sh- you think should be discussed. So my name is Nicholas Lohmann. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Heartland. And you'll find me on, on all the social channels and, of course, inside Heartland. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, so welcome, Suvi Uski. Thank you. Thank you. Was that the right pronunciation? I, I'm terribly ashamed if I if I didn't do it <laughs> if, if I didn't pronounce your name in the right way. It it was totally totally perfect. So we oh. it is. You <laughs> okay. managed very well. <laughs> okay, nice. Now that we we just we, we talked a bit before uh, starting the pod, and and um, I I am a, a Stockholmer. Uh, that is like the capital of Sweden, but I. I have part my time between Stockholm and and Finland because my my family lives in in Finland. My wife wife works in Finland, uh, and and you are now are you in Helsinki now? Yeah, close to Helsinki. I'm I'm in I'm at Espo. We have this lockdown here in um, yeah. Finland, so uh, everybody must stay uh, inside their houses pretty much. So so working yeah. from um, home. Yeah. And it's the same for me. So it's we are in the same kind of uh, uh, in the same lockdown situation in 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 Finland. Um, yeah. But so so let's let's um, let's uh, do an, a short intro. So uh, what are you doing? Um, what is is your passion? And then going to your business, your research. There are a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. So. Um... I'm the CEO and, and co-founder of Somebody, and Somebody is a app that helps uh, people to kind of take care of their uh, boundaries and and um, uh, rights online, uh, which actually means that if something bad happens to you on social media or game gaming platforms, you can get our uh, professional team to help you immediately. Yeah. So we have lawyers and social psychologists that are specialized in social media helping with all kinds of cases if we talk about cyberbullying or if we talk about like um, um, this kind of sexual predators attacking yeah. children for example and then um, like what brings me in to be here as, as a co-founder of somebody is my background as a social media researcher. So the past decade I've been, I've been uh, studying social media, different kind of platforms and, and how people behave in those platforms. Um, yeah. I've studied psychology and defended my doctoral thesis uh, on the same topic, subject and really uh, been kind of interested in, in kind of researching human behavior online, but also explaining that behavior to others. So I work closely with engineers and and developers who build all kinds of technology, like technology and digital environments, and mm. trying to be there, helping them um, to understand their users. But then also, um, of course, um, I've I've been pioneering in, in social media research uh, internationally, which has actually led me to um, to kind of be an advisor for like the Ministry of Finance in Finland and and other entities as well. So I really uh, try to make the world better place for us all. And definitely now that we all are kind of moving into uh, the online realm, uh, to yeah. be there to 
supporting like how we build these um, uh, environments that we're gonna uh, spend lots of time uh, hmm. on. So and so yeah, that I mean that's that's super interesting. What a background, uh, and and I I think because the, one of the reasons I, I I wanted us to have have this chat is of of course that I see that that Corona is kind of there is this joke uh, now like who did uh, get us our company to get digital was it the ceo was it the cmo no it was corona <laughs> i mean it's like yeah. corona is is one of the drivers now for for um everything digital and and we see it already in zoom people are jumping on zoom and boom there are the problems already yeah uh in finland we have these remote schools uh going on so all the teachers in finland have been forced to take this um, uh, digital uh, leap now. Yes, and yes. Of course, uh, now we have this international news about like um, like predators joining these cl- uh, Zoom classrooms and, and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, you're totally kind of um, um, like nailing it in, in that sense that that now that we all are there online and some people... Uh, have even more time to be there like doing nothing specific like not not mm. working or not not doing anything useful they have time to um uh, cause trouble for others as well yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah. Pro- probably mm. probably i mean there is i mean there is the reach there is the opportunity and and also the drivers of course like people they are probably frustrated and there's a lot of human suffering being caused and and some people will not channel it in in the right way they will probably channel it in, in bad ways uh, indeed but uh, going to what was the starting point i mean this is really interesting because ha- having such a background you must have been really early in into online to to have done a thesis and, and uh, so what was your initial thoughts going into it what, what made you go into online and researching online behavior yeah, I started with, um, I don't know if, if last.fm is, uh, is familiar to you. It's yeah. kind of a music, uh, online, online music community. Mm. Yeah, and I studied last.fm and, and it was like super interesting. It, it kind of, you know, um, got me totally involved. Um, I was, I was uh, doing this kind of research that uh, do people actually show the music they really listened to and, wow. and and got very interesting results in terms of that how people hide the actual music they're listening to from their uh, kind of networks on Last.fm. So different is kind it... of ways of cheating wow. the system. Yeah. Well, wh- so why is that? that? Why is that? Do you make me very curious? Why why, why do people hide that? I got, of course, I, I got some thoughts about it, but why do, why do people hide their music? Yeah, in in my study group, I are um, and in like my informants were, if if I recall right, like from seventeen to twenty five year olds or so, and then uh, of course they have young age and and identities like psychological identities that are uh, still developing very fiercely. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it was important to them like what their friends and peers uh, thought of them, and yes. of course wanted to appear as you know uh as uh, well off as possible to others in a way mm. and then there were like uh um a kind of very deep um contemplation from the informants uh in relation to like are they actually able to listen to the music they want to when they are like depressed and sad alone at home or so and then mm. Mm, uh, it was pretty evident that people actually listen to music that is socially acceptable, and yeah. uh, and if they do listen something else, what happens is that they try to hide it, and there were different <laughs> means of hiding it. So, for yeah. example, if, if you're interested, I can tell you a few tricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So first of all, like uh, there was this example that. Um, uh, this guy wanted to have like a, like or, or to be a big fan of uh, a certain band and uh, he didn't actually want to listen to that band so much he just dug out uh, for a walk and just left the um, uh, music player like repeat the song 
uh, all and all and over again to get this high stats of listening to that band. And then, <laughs> wow. um, yeah, and then there was like, um, like a girl who, who like had this, you know, thing for rap music. Um, and her friends didn't like rap music that much. Mm. So what she did is that like in the evening, she might have listened like a, one or two like tracks of rap music. And then afterwards, like listen to something else uh, fast so that nobody could actually see it on, on her front page that she had actually been listening to rap music and so forth. But like explaining these kind of behaviors uh, was very timely. It was back 2009 or 2010 uh, when we were at this, where all these kind of location tracking services, uh, training, uh, like exercising uh, apps and stuff like that uh, were trending. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to understand like how people actually behave and, and when these um, uh, like behaviors become public, how people are forced to change them. And which actually led me to study um, like psychological identities of people, yeah. how people present themselves online. Mm -hmm. And then which actually led me to somebody, uh, the company uh, we established in 2017 was the fact that we found out that this psychological identity that we present on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, it actually um produces lots of lots of psychological stress to us because we are so concerned like how does it look uh to others yes. and how we make it look great and how we protect it from mean comments or our mother's comments or yeah, yeah. um uh, and and when we kind of curate what kind of pictures we want to have on our online profiles and then when we came to the point where we saw that okay um we're actually having lots of lots of digital history like the footprint becomes very long for us humans nowadays mm. and if somebody actually attacks your footprint it attacks you uh in in a ways that are kind of very destructive so if we talk about like revenge porn mm. that's one section but then also like um ex-spouses fighting neighbors fighting um just like political views uh yeah. clicking um and then it's it's kind of hard for people to manage the food like the digital footprint mm. and with somebody we we are there to help because we know that even in the most serious cases if we talk about like sexual harassment online that that is actually happening towards kids yeah. uh largely um uh we see that like there is no help so we have this common saying i think in the nerdics that okay you shouldn't be alone just ask for help and, and yeah. so forth but there actually no one to help you yeah if something bad happens <laughs> happens to you online and you can definitely go to the police but uh, the police isn't like the social media expert so they can't really um, um, tell like what's kind of the features of TikTok that you know led to this point or mm. so forth so what we're doing at somebody is really offering uh, the advice uh, for you for your special case like what has happened to you uh, with the, from the legal and psychological perspective and the help we give you in, in a very digital format, like uh, as, as a kind of a screenshot, um, you can also show that to the police or show that to the um, uh, other uh, officials, yeah. for example. So we are really trying to make it easier for people to get the help they need. And as we know, like if we talk about like cyberbullying, mm. uh, bullying at school that has turned into social media, is actually that that like uh, it's very difficult to take any contents out of internet, and yeah. and that's sad because people just like submit stuff, lots and lots of stuff mm. like without any any thoughts online. Mm. But what what's interesting here is that that what we can do with somebody is that we uh, intervene very quickly. So we are not letting the uh, materials uh, spread for weeks and weeks and weeks before we take any action, but we give the uh, like the instant um, advice, like how to remove, what to do, where to report, and and so forth. Mm. I I mean this this is all uh, uh, super interesting. I mean it's like one one of um, uh, I mean it's it's. One thing that I, I I think about when you say that is that 
first of all, there are so many behaviors that are even in the physical world hidden to us because we don't understand that we don't see them. They are just invisible. They happen, uh, they are invisible and we, we haven't contemplated what they are. Like for example, the, the need for a personal space. So uh, there should be like uh, the need for identity, like the right for identity and how do you form the identity? Uh, and so what you're saying like is sparking like a thousand ideas in my head because we, at one point we had, uh, um, I mean, in, in this community, one community we're having is for, for teenagers who are chronic uh, in they have a, a chronic decision. And then the, the thing came up with a poll. Uh, should we do a poll if the group is small and you do a poll and you think uh, you talk about alcohol, for example, has alcohol negatively impacted your chronic condition? <laughs> and and mm. nobody wants to answer that. So there is. There are all sort of technical implications as well. Like how do you actually protect identity? Uh, sometimes it's good that people are anonymous, uh, but, but that should be in the context where that anonymity is, is done in productive ways and people are nice to each other. Uh, so there, there's, I mean, there's, it's really valuable stuff that, that uh, you're providing here because, um, protecting people going online is it's it's really really important when you look at all these behaviors yeah and and then like exactly and what i see here is that like uh for like for the past years my like work has mostly been like explaining like if we look at any any given digital platform like how we can build some walls or how we can build some more features to actually enable the people to uh, feel well and feel welcomed and also uh, feel so kind of safe that they can actually share things about themselves yeah and um, yeah that's that's totally about that what you were mm. kind of described yeah. yeah because you need to as as you said like what if, if you are harassed, for example, if, if you're a teenager, you're harassed online in any way, uh, like what's the remedy? Like if you go to your parents, like most parents will either say, okay, don't mind. They, they understand that they don't understand. So, okay, okay, go, go away and go to some other place. You know, don't be at TikTok. Don't be at uh, uh, that chat room or, or whatever. And of course, uh, to say that to a teenager is like saying, okay, cut off half your life because half your life is digital, uh, even more sometimes. So you, you need some way to navigate the situation anyway. So how should you behave in that situation? So I think it's really valuable to actually, you know, take the, as you are taking the position of, of, of the person uh, and not the platform as I see it or I, as I understand it. Yeah, it's it's definitely the person, and like in like in Finland, we have totally kind of leaned on the Finnish legislation, and the same we're doing. We are ha having like somebody open uh, as well in in Sweden, so we yeah. are using Swedish le legislation as as a baseline to offer kind of the the strict rules of how you can actually behave and how you shouldn't be behaving. So that like we have actually rules in the jungle of social media. Yeah. And um, but it's it just like that we are in this kind of phase of human culture that we haven't actually realized that we have those rules also in in, yeah. in the digital environments. And I think that one of our kind of most important stuff we do at somebody is really to bring in the awareness that you actually have the rights there and and mm. you are and there, these rights are are just not something if you like something that you can choose to use or not, but something that you should be using. And um, because it actually protects everyone. Like in Finland, we have um, uh, we have made um, this kind of community protection models for two uh, cities. Like yeah. one, one of them is like this, the smallest city of Finland. And then uh, one of the biggest cities in Finland, uh, Turku. Uh, Obu is mm. is there as well. So for uh, Obu, uh, for example, they have fifteen thousand kids now protected uh, with somebody, meaning mm. that every single kid knows that uh, you know if if they are doing something stupid themselves, 
um, you, you know, the, the other party will go and, and ask for uh, help from somebody and our professionals mm. will, you know, got, got, the, got the thing uh, off immediately. So it, it kind of actually brings protection to the whole city and not only the like the digital environment, but the whole city mm. uh, with kids. But then uh, what we can do is also to protect like communities online. So being there just like as, as, a, as a kind of a shoulder authority in a way, because we're communicating effectively with police and, and other officials. Mm. We, we have this kind of stance where we can, we can actually help like not only kind of the individuals only, but like the like the whole community bringing in the safety. Yeah. And well, uh, two questions about like the one first is about um, collective intelligence, and the other one is um, uh, practical, like what happens in practical because in in practical terms. Uh, but like the first thing is is um, I have a good friend who who he studies. Um, collective intelligence and and what he has actually says at the Stockholm School of Economics, Philip Brunsten. Uh, so what he actually says to be collectively intelligent um, with other people, you need to build an environment of trust. So if we go a bit meta with this, uh, I would say that what you are, the work that you are contributing with uh, contributes to trust. And as you do that, people can get collectively more intelligent in the digital space. So that is actually not only will it reduce suffering, but it will also, of course, uh, uh, raise productivity. Like if, if I bring it to a company setting, it's really interesting because if if we get that uh, going, the, the trust, uh, you get really good results. And if you have a community um, that is not maybe company, but uh, interest-based, you will get really good results in that community as well by having this function that you are describing. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, so, so, I, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, I, I was just like that. Um, I, I think that that's totally like the point here that like bringing this, this kind of safety and the rules, like the, being the authority in, in the in the group and when we have yeah. like bigger, bigger groups than five people like the dynamics change and um like for many many um communities that we have like good facilitation and and things like that have been like taken care of but when it comes to moderation it's it's harder because like not mm. always like the blocking or erasing the content is the answer if something really bad has already happened so like we, yeah. have, we have been accustomed to very kind of small technical solutions where, where we actually should be looking at them more of the like the psychological consequences or like the societal consequences of the actions. And I think like, mm -hmm. the, like, the, like the most popular social media platforms such as Twitter or Facebook even like really lack of that safety at, uh, you know, at, at, at times when like and people don't feel safe enough to share their opinions or well argued well, like well argued um mm. thinking because they know that they are not safe so if if the only means of like getting uh, the, the the like the bad movers uh to take the yeah. responsibility is to report to the platform uh th that that's not enough for people to feel safe yeah and I mean, it's it's also one thing that uh, we are often joking. Uh, I mean, in, in Heartland, we, uh, as we talked on like before this pod, it's it's like in in Heartland is really about purposeful um, or purpose-driven communities. So, and and we are not that big. I mean, we have done a, a large number of pilots, but we're not like pushed the main mainstream button yet, and you know, going out and try to push for viral growth and all that. So we have been quite careful and, and we, we have been in the luxury of, you know, if there is a purpose, if you work together, if you have a chronic disease, you're working to help each other. And if, if you're uh, discussing and debating a certain topic, then, then it's uh, people are behaving quite nicely. But I think, of course, that uh, the, the purpose will help to some extent. Um, and, uh, but after a while, uh, you will have that uh, even if you have a common purpose and even if that common purpose is repeated, um, like 
like in a village, for example, you have a common purpose to actually uh, make ends meet together and cooperate in the village. There will, of course, be conflicts uh, in the village. Um, but I think what, one of the, the things with with uh, Twitter and Facebook is we, we often say that they are more like a bar. Uh, it's like an open bar and, and anything could happen. Whereas we try to be we try to be a living room uh, with friends. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts about that? When, when you think like is, is Facebook or Twitter, is that more like an open bar where anything could happen? Yeah, it's definitely an open bar, and and as somebody we've seen all all kinds of cases. So we've helped like uh, more than one thousand six hundred people, mm. like age ranging from seven to seventy five year olds. So uh, yeah. like like there are lots and lots of like different kind of conflicts in in that in that data, and when it comes to this kind of more private communities where you might even have lots of passion and, and lots of mm. pur- purpose in, in them. Uh, it's, it's, it's still the, pretty much the same, that we are the humans and there is just this digital tool mediating our uh, message to each other. And it pretty yeah. much means like the same thing like, like at school. So in the classroom, it's, it's a very private, um, mostly taken as a very safe uh, community, but like all all the things that happen between people can be also mediated in the in the online and of course mm-hmm. we are human so there are conflicts all kinds of conflicts yeah. and it depends on our kind of social skills uh, how we solve them and how we are prepared to handle them when they arise but sometimes it happens that um, that the digital uh, environment actually makes it more difficult for, for us humans to really use our social skills. Because when we, for example, mm. when we use like lots of writing as, as a form of expression, it's, it's not that simple. Like not so many uh, of us are very good at writing. So it's, it's not like every, yeah, yeah, everybody's like yeah. top skill. And then also like when we are in a hurry and we do multitasking, we actually read others' messages it very very kind of with low brain energy, which actually uh, increases the chances of misunderstandings. And even like there are situations where there is actually no like evident conflict going on, but like lots of like misinterpretation and misunderstandings that lead to uh, negative situations. And then of course, when you have a community that has lots and lots of passion in it, uh, we know that like, the passion also is is the power of you know doing things and then uh, it also provokes lots of emotions and feelings um there there will be clashes like definitely because when people are so into something and they have a little bit different views and and so forth so it's it's part of the like the like if we talk about like the digital platform it's part of the digital platforms uh kind of features and affordances uh that could be there to solve these uh, kind of conflicts, but then also yeah. it's about the social social skills of those people. So meaning that like how confident they are in these kind of situations that they can actually uh, uh, be solving the situation versus uh, like yeah. if they believe that they they rather take a divorce or they rather leave the room uh, like uh, by shouting and, and so forth. So people differ, <laughs> differ in that. And of course, we see that online as well. So um, and yeah. good example of this is but I think yeah, they, our, our families. I just yeah. like families are the closest kind of ties in, in within, within the communities, and families argue a lot and cause trouble to each other. So, yeah, mm. I think I think it's it's really uh, because I'm I'm looking at it, of course, also from a platform perspective and and like from features. Um, and so one of our features is to have a sentiment analysis of comments. So. Uh, if you're a moderator, you will get flags for 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 comments, um, and you see that some people they express themselves uh, rather negatively. Uh, like if you look at single words, uh, um, and that will be flagged in our system. But when you know them, you know that they are just ironic, or you know they have this kind of. But everybody knows that there is something around the words that is not not like that. So basically. 
the tools are just the tools and they could be some help for a moderator. But I think what you are actually saying is that you, you need to, to have culture in the community, in the online community, and the moderators need to be very aware of that culture to take care of people inside that, like, like a party host almost, like to set the tone and, and, and also to step in, like if something goes wrong, step in and, and solve it, like mediate it. Indeed. And then we can see that like this, this like word of culture is very useful in this kind of like com communities analyzing like um, what is appropriate and what is not. And we know uh, based, based on many, many instances that if you ban that you can actually you can't actually use uh, specific words, for example, because they are like uh, like not politically correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, people come up with new kind of correspondent words that that, mm. that describe that, and you have to be very um, oh, kind of familiar with the culture so you can see what happens. And as a moderator, you can't be like totally detached from the community because then you can't do a good job as a moderator. You have to see like how people actually use different words and how those words evolve with with as a function of time um when mm. like part of the stuff becomes like panned or so yeah have you worked with the the swedish company gavagai uh no i haven't worked with them but i know them yeah i mean they they are because one one of one of our early investors he he is also an investor in in them and and he 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 showed me exactly on 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 the tangent of what you're describing, like how language and and curse words and and uh, you know everything, people how they are using it, and and they actually have a solution for flagging that so that that people will know that uh, you know if if you write something uh, the N word for example with a lot of stars mm. uh, in, in a forum they they will flag it as racist for example yeah. that that is. Uh, but I, I think it's really interesting because when, when, I, when we are sitting and having this conversation, it, it becomes really apparent to me that this will be a huge educational need uh, in society now that the total society moves online, like pushed by, by Corona even more. So companies will, will probably need to learn uh, how do we create trust in our social intranets? Um, how do we create uh, safe environments in our customer communities and and uh, they will also of course need to understand more like i think like, a lot of parents are actually saying i because you have so much to do anyway in your life and so much goes on you're kind of leaving it to the kids to sort the online thing you know yeah. <laughs> away on their own and i think that's that's really maybe you could tell us some some uh, stuff that where you have helped people uh, in in practical terms uh, what is happening if someone is bullied on on like if a kid is bullied on a social platform what, how are you helping that in in that situation and how um i'm bombarding you with questions mm -hmm. now but, and and how how um how often is that like is it like every every 10th kid is subject to it or every second kid or how, how, how often does it happen to, to kids when they go online? Yeah, uh, if we look at the kind of the international statistics, what we see is that uh, around 59% of the users uh, of the internet has been targeted with some kind of bullying or harassment. So the, the percentages yeah. are very high and it goes across cultures from the US, uh, the rest of Europe or China or in the Nordic. So. Uh, and okay. it's it's also kind of like uh, like with um, with the younger users, but also with adults. So that's kind of the kind of the essential number, the fifty nine percent. But like um, like what we see at somebody's end is that like di like there are different types of problems occurring for different age groups, pretty much. So if we talk about sexual crimes, uh, lots of like very nasty stuff happen to. Um, like very young kids from eight to 12 year olds. So it's kind of outsider predator uh, trying to um, groom uh, like inappropriate materials from kids okay. and, and changing, like having this kind of uh, uh, 
uh, blackmailing or kind of offering money or credits for games mm. or things like that to get uh, these kind of materials. But then also, like when we look at like a little bit older kids, like teenagers, then we have uh, the first kind of um, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend setups going on and, and different kind of problems. Prices yeah. and so forth and then when we look at like older and older internet users we see that okay uh lots of defamation crimes or insults on different platforms happen for all ages and so forth so but it's like mm. even though as, as i said like we lean on on law like very much in in sweden and finland we of course use our social social psychological skills so not like or in many cases, what we see, like getting the stuff to the police uh, is not the kind of the priority. It's important, but it's not the priority if we think about the well-being of that person. So uh, many times we see that there are some some kind of um, um, privacy settings or, or similar that can be adjusted immediately. So we give advice to that. And then, of course, we offer psychological hmm. first aid and that differs if we look at like a like a person who has been cyberbullied for five years uh, to a person who has been attacked on Twitter last night. So a little bit different kind of support that we offer. And uh, when it comes to cyberbullying or bullying at school that has uh, turned into cyberbullying, um, in, in many cases, we actually are able to help. So um, uh, bullying at school have been a kind of... A, very difficult phenomenon and we have different kind of programs in Finland uh, to fight, fight it but um, the problem has been that you know it's, it's hard to tell where, where when we need police or when it's actually illegal or is it that serious and so forth but when when things happen online we also get evidence and evidence is something that is very yeah. useful in, in many cases so pretty much for every single crime uh, uh, that happens online, what you should, you know, do is to take a screenshot and um, have that for yourself for the future days to come. But then um, yeah. how we can actually help people is to actually ask them, like, what do you need? What kind of help you want to have? We have different options. Like if you want to know if it's a crime, if you want to get rid of the materials, if you want to get the... Uh, like the offendant uh, to be responsible for their actions or whatever and we kind of learn a lot about like how people see the justice in general and then uh when it comes to kind of companies for example like um and about this kind of digital leap uh, led by corona at this time uh, yes. I, I think it's kind of um uh super interesting to see that that um, many uh, employees and managers are worried about their employers, um, employees uh, for uh, being kind of exposed to this kind of um, negative phenomena online. So, for example, yeah. principals yeah. in schools are worried about teachers who are now uh, using Zoom or um, Google Meet or whatever app. And when uh, students can be recording stuff or like behaving uh, not in not so good ways or like and make fun of the teachers and and the same goes with other professional groups as well and of course every everybody wants yeah. to protect their uh, employees as uh, as far as as they can but like there are not so many tools to do that how are you financing this uh, service to to people you help so, so how how do you finance this? Mm. Well, uh, I said like we have these two cities in Finland who have acquired it for their kind of all all um, uh, students and um, and kids, and then um, we also have um, uh, the cybersecurity company F Secure that is actually having somebody as part of their um, uh, offering for their consumer uh, sales. But then uh, we also have this, our own web store where you can buy our protection uh, to yourself or to your kids. So it's, it's very easy, easy to have. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a few euros. It's more like an it's, insurance. It's more like an, I, 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 yeah. my impression. And why it is like in form of an insurance, it's, it's pretty kind of neat fact. But uh, the thing is that we have this school well-being survey in Finland 
which isn't actually a survey because it's it's kind of well, like the whole population study. So we have more than two hundred thousand kids responding to that survey every other year. Mm. And what this survey has found is kind of very very sad for us parents. So it's like that uh, three out of four kids who have been sexually harassed online hasn't told about it to anyone. So uh, we can say immediately that 75% of the kids who have been sexually harassed um, are totally alone with the thing that they uh, might have sent their intimate pictures to a predator somewhere, or they they might have sent a Mm. video of them naked to a predator out there. And we know that these kids don't tell their parents without uh, any tools. And what we can do is to really offer the parents um, uh, uh, the tool uh, so that they can install uh, somebody to their kids' phones. And then um, uh, if something bad happens to those kids, the kids know how to use it. So they can ask our advice first and then we'll... uh, tell the kids like how to tell your parents we also share these letters to the kids that uh, which actually hmm. says to the parent like what has happened to the kid and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and it's very clear hmm. and we hope to be able to tackle this thing that kids um, have to suffer, suffer totally along with them with very sad stuff I, I, I think that's really touching uh, as a parent, of course. I think that's a really good thing because I think you're offering something that's practical. And, and I mean, it's like we touched upon it before now in the pod, but like if, if, if you would say uh, to your parent that, you know, mom, dad, this happened, and you are, of course, afraid that they were shut off the internet and for you. Most I mean, probably <laughs> they so, do that. So, it's very so. primitive what happens. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And then you won't tell them, or you're ashamed. Uh, you 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 might be afraid that uh, the the picture or the situation might end up in front of your parents, and then of course you would be super ashamed. You wouldn't tell your parents because you're so ashamed. So I think this is a really, uh, I think really impressive. And and I would urge, where where would uh, should a parent go to to download this? What's the uh, address? It, I mean, everybody yeah, should have it's this. Somebody. Se. Hmm. Yeah. Somebody.se or Somebody. uh, somturva.se. Yes, indeed. That's that's what it's called. Yeah. 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 Cool. So so if you look at um what what technical challenges uh, like is there a wish list of something that you would want to see from from the uh, like the platforms? What would you like to see mm-hmm. on the platforms? Uh, that is not available at the moment. Yeah, I think like um, like like one very concrete thing that I I I'm yeah. kind of awaiting to see uh, in the very near future um, is the way how people can report inappropriate content to the platform itself mm. or to the moderator of that platform. And I think that there is like lots of lots of possibilities in that reporting. So you can actually ask lots of lots of important questions from your users at that point, and then also yeah. provide them information on how you acted upon the like the uh, reporting. So you can you can also let your mm. like the uh, reporter to know um, uh, did you uh, ban the user who was behaving inappropriately or what did you do about that. And then mm. kind of this way build the trust with the community. So it's like, it's, it's usually something yeah. that if there is lots of like ne- negative fluctuations on a platform, the users pretty much know how the uh, platform will react to different kind of reports. Uh, so um, I think that's mm. something very simple a platform can do. So it's, it's not any like rocket science in that sense. It's just like a way of like having the dialogue with your precious users. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that taps into because often, like if if you are um, if you are assaulted, like um, boy, woman, uh, man, <laughs> kid, uh, whoever is assaulted, there is often this kind of you know psychological as, as uh, this rationalization because I did that, uh, then this happened to me because you want to have this kind of order, like uh, 
a connect between the situation and and you know not order maybe predictability so uh, people send, tend to self blame a lot and i think what you're actually saying is that if if you have that you're signaling from the platform uh, that okay this is not the correct behavior you are not the bad one um, you might have engaged to started talking to someone and that is uh, perhaps it wasn't wise <laughs> but but uh, you are not at fault. Like it was the other person who sent you these these nasty pictures, who was actually the perpetrator, and, and to make that clear for for the purpose, exactly. for the person. Exactly. It's it, it's just like yeah. part of the yeah. as as we we're talking previously about like how you can build trust um, and safety within the community. So it's 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 not that difficult. Yeah. It's just like uh, something that I yeah. haven't really seen. Uh, in, in many places yet so yeah okay uh so we we are this is really food for thought we are actually pushing our own um, uh, zoom kind of of uh, chat so so i've gotten a lot of inspiration here uh, about that and and also because i think that uh, the zoom uh, chat is also uh, because of the zoom bombing and all that goes on uh, it shows that you know everything needs to be safe and and there needs to be i mean this should be easy to get into the chat room but also it should be everybody should be identified i think that's also a thing and then the the reporting tools as you mentioned so um but how, how are you just going back to the corona thing um as as uh, how are you handling it as as a company so what what are your thoughts about that finally yeah. um uh, good what question. Uh, we have been reacting to this like the past four weeks now. So, uh, of course, uh, Finland was very kind of determined uh, mm -hmm. since the first steps, mm -hmm. like, okay, that um, we're going to do some very strong restriction activities here and, and so forth. And, of course, for us who are kind of dealing with um, harassment online, it's um it, it this could yeah. be a very very actually very good time because people are spending more time uh, online and they're very frustrated so lots of mm. lots of negative uh stuff happen as well although um i think mm. as a company yeah. we could have been uh, more established uh when when this corona time uh, yeah. came up so um of course i, I like yeah. on my wish list as as a ceo is that that as many people as possible could find us so I know that there are like uh, yeah. hundreds of thousands of kids in the Nordics that actually need us right now and would be great to be there so that they, they would know that we actually exist. And if yeah. something bad happens, we can help immediately. And um, like we, we yeah. have to do both in yes, Swedish and in Finnish. Swedish. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah. And we can mm. help with very large scale. And just like a, like a, like, I don't know if this is a mm. fun fact, really, but like um, when we look at the adults mm. or kids users who have been asked help from us, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of odd thing to see that even the adults don't know that they are victims of a crime when they report a crime to us. So it's, mm. it's that people don't really know how to ask for help and they don't usually get like how serious uh case it is for them uh, un until somebody else tells them that um this is, this is actually yeah. causing you a lot of trouble and can you see that like like this can also in, in induce a depression or or negative things like that so hmm. yeah i mean it's 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 suffering i mean it, it will travel in circles like if 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 someone gets attacked online it it attacks Indeed. the whole family and it's 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 like yeah so yeah that's i mean if we look at how we are coping with corona we 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 work a lot more and but i also felt the need to we are actually talking a lot more to each other uh, mm -hmm. which i think is positive but i heard from other companies that people um feel isolated and that they are lone, feeling lonely and then and again they are moving online so they are um i think what companies can do is is build these trustful spaces where where you have this uh, online fika <laughs> where yeah. you hang out and, and have some coffee in the morning or 
because uh, a lot of people are single households. So, so they, they, for them, uh, being in a work environment um, is so important. Um, and, and also, I think that is one of the reasons, actually, if you go back to the Heartland purpose, is to actually, um, today's society is really complex and it's really elitist, I would say. So there are a lot of people who, who are not that socially competent, who are not that academically savvy, who are actually not getting into society today. And I think they will also suffer a lot from, from this corona crisis because it will be even harder for them. So perhaps we could create some initiatives where they could actually uh, contribute because and, and find spaces where they could actually contribute. I mean, in, in Sweden, at least, there are a lot of these things popping up at the moment. So how could we cooperate? How could we do things together? And, and so there, there are hopeful things happening. But um, I think, sadly enough, um, uh, your work will be much more needed <laughs> in the coming, yeah, coming it, months. Yeah, it will, definitely. And yeah, as a comment to that, what you just yeah. said, I think that uh, also like for Sweden, mm. uh, just been collaborating so much with um, with Swedish companies so far. And, and in Finland, we have so good competence yeah. in building different kind of digital tools and solutions. So I think that this is also a time yeah. where like the teams that are performing well and, and kind of taking this as an opportunity can really build some very meaningful stuff that will live yeah. uh, like uh, long uh, after Corona as well. So, and, and really look into yeah. that kind of yeah. uh, kind of sphere where we can actually use technology to make this society better uh, as a whole. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I just, one idea I had uh, and I will discuss it because uh, um, with, with a dear friend uh, who, who is into this digital health on a societal scale level and uh, he's been discussing now uh, both in sweden the nordics and, and globally how how um, how uh, mental well-being is is challenged under corona uh, so maybe we'll have a pod and then maybe i i could invite you once again to to partake in that oh uh, that discussion. would be wonderful uh, because uh, what you have told me yeah yeah because i mean it, it, it's really i think it's really practical discussion uh and and i like what what i like with your tool is it's it's really found it's qualitative i can hear it because i mean all your research and all your passion has gone into it and and you built a great team and then also it's it's practical i can buy it for a couple of euros and and uh, my my kid will be much safer and and uh, that will be positive for whole of society so i'm really impressed Thank by you. that uh, thank you for for joining joining me in this this podcast. Really good call. Uh, and uh, hey, we will thanks talk for soon having again, I hope. me. This was a total pleasure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot. A bit geeky, maybe for the audience, but, but I hope that people will will have uh, oversight to that and then uh, just uh, see see all the interesting stuff that we have talked about. Thank you so thank much, Sylvia. Talk soon again. Talk to you. Bye.